Hey, everybody, welcome. Thank you so much for joining. My name is Matthew. Today, I'm going to continue on from my last video. We're going to look at the Federal Reserve's balance sheet and how fast it's really growing. Okay, so I would encourage you to check out my prior video if you have not seen it. Uh, I go through more of the details of how this balance sheet has grown, what the balance sheet actually is, the Federal Reserve. I'm not going to do that so much in this video. Uh, here it is again, not showing an area this time. I'm showing a line because we're going to have a lot of trend lines here on this chart, and hopefully I can walk you through it in a concise and understandable manner. So going to answer a few questions here. The first one, again, as I left off the last video, we started to talk about compound annual growth. What does it really mean, the Federal Reserve, when it opened its doors in 1914? They had 300 million or so dollars in total assets at the time. They did jump to a billion plus pretty soon after that, after uh, World War One, and as World War One was ending. Um, and then you go all the way out here, 108, nearly 109 years out, and you see that as of last week's balance sheet, $8.73 trillion. Remember, a thousand billion is a trillion dollars. How do we compare those numbers over such a long time frame? One way is to look at it on log scale, which we are doing, and we can start to see trends. We can see when it's gone up, down. Uh, you know, just with our eyes. But there is, of course, a more scientific, uh, statistical way to look at this. Uh, using trend lines is one, uh, as well as percentile bands around the trend line, which I showed last video. But we can also measure the trend lines at different epochs, different periods. From here, uh, obviously, and the Federal Reserve themselves have kind of <laughs> said this, as I mentioned in the last video, Ben Bernanke told Milton Friedman that uh, he thought they didn't do enough during the Great Depression. He would never make that mistake again. He told Milton Friedman this in the end of the 90s. Of course, he did not make that mistake. He, he followed through with his word on, on certainly doing things once the markets were in trouble. Nonetheless, yes, the, the Federal Reserve balance sheet did pump here uh, at the end of World War I. It pumped at the end of World War II. Um, but still, we look at this period, what's called the Great Moderation, and then, of course, we have the global financial crisis, which it just goes haywire. Trillions and trillions of dollars uh, were printed. Again, it's not completely technically correct to say that uh, the Federal Reserve's balance sheet equals the printing press. It's very close, but you have to look at the liability side. I'll show that in the next video, actually. I said I'd show it to you in this video. I'll show you in the next video. But as I was doing the trend lines uh, in the last video, I realized there's a little bit more I want to show you on how fast it grows. So how can we make sense of all of this stuff over the last 108, 109 years? Well, the first thing to do is do the exponential all-time regression trend line, which is a straight line on log scale. I showed this last video. There it is. We see here that now that we have a trend line, which is 96% R squared, which is an incredibly strong goodness of fit, we can see that the Federal Reserve after World War I was overtrend. Then uh, when the Great Depression started, they were indeed undertrend, kind of echoing what uh, Mr. Bernanke told Milton Friedman. And then uh, during World War II and after World War II, they were well over all-time trend. And then this great moderation period, they were well under. And then due to 
the global financial crisis due to Ben Bernanke's response after Alan Greenspan took rates lower for longer over the preceding 20 years or so, um, we can see that the trend line is even pulled up. It's very easy to see that, of course, you know, every week of data affects this trend line. So as the balance sheet explodes from, say, under a trillion dollars in 2007 to two, three, four, five trillion post 2008 to eventually get up to nearly nine trillion dollars, that's going to pull up the all time trend. Okay. We looked at this in the last video. But let's look at a trend line now, let's say just until 2008. And let's see where that would have been. And also, if it can give us any more indication about where the Federal Reserve's balance sheet could go in the future. All right, so I'm gonna draw that now. This trend line is only looking at this data. So I'll just zoom into it and we'll show it. Here is this trend line. All right, close. But again, on log scale, you can't really tell how close it is until you zoom in. Okay, so it looks pretty close here in prior days. You see it's a little bit higher than our all-time trend uh, because remember a trend line, exponential trend line has to be a straight line. And then of course it's lower. It looks much more in line with the great moderation period than our all-time trend, which catches the post great financial crisis activity. So, uh, you know, we catch the Y2K fears here. We catch the 9-11 bump in the balance sheet uh trend line is is pretty close there and that's that's literally what this blue trend line is doing it is drawing all of the balance sheet activity only until roughly this point i stop it uh literally i think it's around christmas yeah december 26 2007 this trend line takes into account no data from the global financial crisis so it looks better and this indeed was the all-time trend of the Federal Reserve's balance sheet up until the global financial crisis. So let's zoom out. Now, uh, let's take the early trend off for a second. Remember, this trend isn't so helpful because when we go out to 2030, as I did in the last video, um, we see that the trend line is, does it hit seven? Yes, it hits $7 trillion, okay? But as of right now, as of, let's zoom in, this last two weeks of major pumps after the banking crises, we are at $8.7 trillion. So clearly, again, anybody just using their eyes can see that the monetary epoch of the dollar, of central banking in general, but certainly the world's reserve currency, is just different. This monetary epoch here, post-2008, is clearly different than where it was here, pre-2008. So... Uh, this trend line actually isn't that good because we're taking all time data in, but clearly, and as I mentioned in the last video, I find it highly unlikely that the Federal Reserve, based on additional banking crises, based on the way that they like to print money to solve their problems, I find it highly unlikely that we'll even get back to this trend, which is even at 2030, lower than today. So let's just look and see the, the base case of all the balance sheet data in this prior monetary epoch that is pre-2008 how would that trend line look again let's put it up so again this blue trend line takes in no balance sheet data of the federal reserve post global financial crisis so now we can look at this and extend the trend line and get a little bit more of a flavor to how the federal reserve's balance sheet used to grow all right so we're growing it growing it growing it go all the way to nearly 2030 
4.4 trillion dollars. Uh, when I was drawing this, I actually thought it would be much lower than that, but uh, that shows you the power of compounding. 4.4 trillion dollar uh, balance sheet, and this is also a 96% R squared trend line. Okay. So the only other trend line I want to show you now is uh, is the third trend line, and that's going to just look at post-2007 data. So here you see in the tooltip and in the legend, this is the regression trend line until 2008. But what about if we look at post-2007? That is all data. You know, I, I could cherry pick. I could pick exactly, you know, July, August, September 2007, uh, 2008, excuse me, just before it explodes. But I started this uh, literally at the beginning of 2008. The global financial crisis happened in the year 2008. We can be, we can cherry pick more and more, but I'm just looking at it at uh, this blue line is pre-2008. The red line I'm about to show you is post-2007. I'm going to draw that right now. So much more extreme, much more like we would expect, frankly. See, taking in just from this data, starting in 2008 of the Fed's balance sheet, the green line, much steeper, much steeper curve. You see that the R squared isn't as good. Uh, the balance sheet also seems much more erratic up and down around the trend line. Remember, the R squared simply is a uh, measurement of how good the data flows around the trend line, the variance of the data around the trend line compared to if it went around the mean. Uh, so 83% isn't as good as our 96% R squareds for the other two trend lines, but it's still pretty good. It's still pretty good. And if we just zoom in even more, uh, we are actually right at trend as of the last two weeks explosion in the balance sheet. This trend line is $8.78 trillion. And the actual balance sheet as of the major pumping in the last two weeks is now $8.73 trillion dollars so that's kind of interesting now let's grow this let's grow this out this is one of the things you can do with trend lines is make predictions and again when i say predictions i don't know what the future is going to be this is a statistical term let's grow it out here we go growing 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 see the all-time trend in black see the pre-2008 trend in blue and the post-2007 or the global financial crisis trend line in red i gotta reset my zoom don't i sorry <laughs> Okay, pushing it out here now past uh, 2024, 2025. Let's zoom in for the whole period here. Um, okay, 2024, 2025, pushing it out, pushing it out all the way till 2030. Where do we land on roughly 7 trillion for the all time trend, which again is lower than today, 4.4 trillion for the pre 2008 trend and the post 2007 trend, 20 plus trillion dollars this is something that seems more likely to me it certainly reflects the balance sheet trend the balance sheet activity of the federal reserve the world's reserve currency post 2007 global financial crisis period beginning 2008 so there we can start to see that's more uh, extreme growth and i realized in the last video i wanted to show you this trend line because uh, they're just different monetary epochs, you know. We're 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 in a completely different period here. Um, yeah, we we were overtrend during each world war. You can see uh, money printing always happens during wars, uh, but we were well under the all-time trend here. 
2008, but hugging the blue trend, which of course just took into the data up to 2008. But you can see that that all-time trend doesn't really help us because we're trying to compare this monetary epoch, which is just massive money printing, with this monetary epoch, which is just different. It's just different. So with that in mind, it definitely seems like it's more likely that the Federal Reserve's balance sheet will expand at this greater clip, that is the one in red, taking that much more control, monopolization of the economy, printing money to buy assets than the black line or the blue line. Final thing I want to show you here is, can we actually look at, uh, as I ended the last video, the compound annual growth rate? Again, of the balance sheet, but also of these three trend lines. Okay, so what I want to do is, <laughs> this is going to start to be too many lines here. I'm going to take off the trend lines and I'm just going to run through compound annual growth rate. Okay, so remember what I told you the compound annual growth rate was the Federal Reserve's balance sheet. Again, as I posed the question at the beginning of this video, how do you make uh, sense of $300 million in balance sheet 108, 109 years ago versus $8.7 trillion of a balance sheet today? How do you make sense of it? You draw trend lines, but also we can very easily calculate compound annual growth rate using the present value, future value formula. See my very first couple videos for that formula. Here is the balance sheet compound annual growth rate of the Federal Reserve over its entire lifespan. It's going to be a percentage on the right axis. And there it is. 10.2%. You remember I said this in the last video. That is the compound annual growth rate of the Fed's balance sheet over its entirety, uh, its entire lifespan. And you see there in the tooltip, it says 10.2% compound annual growth. All right, that's this percentage. That's what you see. But we can also derive doubling time. And very conveniently, this is right around the rule of 72. The rule of 72, very simply, you can see that. Take 72, divide it by the compound annual growth rate, which is 10.2%. You drop the percentage sign, so it's not 10.2%, it's just 10.2. So drop the percentage sign, 72 divided by 10.2, what does that give you? 7.1 years of doubling. It shows you the rule of 72. If you know the compound annual growth rate, which you just need the present value, future value formula for, you will be able to derive doubling time very easily. And doubling time is just a better way to understand growth which is natural in many facets of uh, science and nature and, uh, and population growth and also the economy. So most of the economy, stocks, bonds, uh, population growth, they form an exponential trend line and they grow in an exponential manner. So understanding doubling time can really kind of put that in perspective because not everybody who's involved in the financial world or understands yields, yield to maturity, IRR, YTM, all of these things are compound annual growth rates. Not everybody understands that, so it's easier to sometimes just put this in doubling time terms. Okay, having said all that, what does it mean? If you started again with $250 billion of Fed balance sheet, <laughs> sorry, I misspoke. I hope I didn't misspeak earlier. There's so many different numbers to calculate there. If you started with $250 million of Fed balance sheet in November 1914, the first year from when they opened their doors, $250 million. You start from there and you take that number and you double it every uh, 7.1 years, you will eventually arrive at this number. 
$8.73 trillion. So that's how you calculate it. That's what it means. $250 million doubled every 7.1 years. Over 108, 100, nearly 109 years will get you to $8.7 trillion of a balance sheet. And of course, it's erratic. It's not a, it's not a continuous pace, right? They've, they went up here during COVID and then they tried to taper the, the uh, quantitative tightening, as they like to call it. Quantitative easing was the, the nice term that they gave us for money printing here after 2000, uh, after the global financial crisis in 2008. Quantitative tightening occurred here which many Bitcoiners missed or just didn't talk about or ignored. It did occur here. Again, I'm not defending the Federal Reserve, but that's it did occur. Then they had the repo hiccup here in September 2019. Uh, and then, of course, COVID with just massive money printing. And they had and they tried, I should say, to tighten here because a lot more inflation got in the form of stimulus checks and uh, government bailouts. A lot more got into the economy directly into Main Street here. So they more quickly tried to tighten the balance sheet. But as we see, the rest was history with what happened to SVB and many bank runs over the last couple weeks. So this is what they're dealing with. And this is the overall rate of growth of balance sheet uh, over the last 108, almost 109 years. Okay, now I'm going to show you the all time trend. Remember this? What's the compound annual growth rate of the trend line of the trend line over its entire lifespan, okay? Ending here, ending today roughly, and starting here. So it's, it's a little bit different. I mentioned this in the last video. What is the compound annual growth rate of this black solid trend line? Slightly different. It's gonna be a dotted black line on the right axis. Much less, much less actually. 7.7% uh, per year compounded or a little bit longer to double, 9.3 years. Okay, so if you start with now, you're not looking at, let's even take off the balance sheet, I guess, <laughs> just to show you exactly. We're looking at the trend line of the balance sheet all time. So if you look at the solid black line, the little play button, um, back in November 1914, the trend line itself was $2 billion and it goes out all the way roughly till today to calculate the, uh, compound annual growth, it's only $3.7 trillion. It's much less than the actual balance sheet, right? Which is much higher. Again, this is log scale, so you can't see the severity of these differences too much. It's trillions of dollars of difference. Uh, and that's how you look at, at the compound annual growth of the trend line. So that's now on the right axis. And look at that. It's much, uh, well, in financial terms, you could say it's much less. It doesn't seem like much less, but it actually is. And it shows the problems of necessarily relying on any one trend line when maybe the monetary epoch has changed. All right. So this is the all time trend line. But look at since we're taking in all of these lower growth years compared to what happened post 2008, the growth is much less. And this might not seem like a lot, right? Uh, three percentage points difference. But even when you look at the doubling rate, it, it makes a big difference because uh, only doubling every two years more often, which is what the actual balance sheet is doing. That's trillions of dollars of difference over time. This is the power of compounding. This is why Thomas Jefferson said it was the eighth wonder of the world or Albert Einstein as well. Benjamin Franklin, I don't know, two out of three of them said that. This is why compounding is the eighth wonder of the world. Because 
uh, a nine-year doubling from $2 billion, all right, the trend line, the black trend line, only gets you to roughly $4 trillion, whereas a seven-year doubling from an even less amount, an even less amount, because remember, you're only at $250 million in actual Fed balance sheet at this time, the green, the green line, the green solid line. I know it's a lot of lines here, but stick with me. You're doubling only every two years more, and that takes you all the way to 8.3 trillion. So double trend. Double trend will occur with only a doubling time two years more often. This is the power of compounding, and this is why it's important to understand this. And this is why I actually wanted to show you these additional trend lines as I was thinking about it filming my last video. So let's just try to finish this up. Uh, let's now look again at the trend line only until 2008. I'm going to take out the all-time trend. I'm going to take it away. I'll leave the balance sheet to compound annual growth rate. All right, so this regression trend line, again, only takes in data up until the global financial crisis. What's our doubling time? What's our compound growth? Much less still. Okay, and I'm stopping this here because I'm only growing it until 2007. I'm only looking at the data until 2007 to get the trend line. Only 6.6% compound annual growth or doubling every 10.9 years, doubling nearly every 11 years. So of course, that's going to give us a lower number still than we had for the black line. Again, let's put the black line. We were at a $4 trillion trend and the blue line gives us only a $2.6 trillion trend, which is only the pre-2008 trend. Okay. And then finally, let's try to take away some of this stuff while I put more back on. What's the compound annual growth rate of this trend line? The red trend line, what's the compound annual growth rate? Take a look at the dotted line on the right-hand axis. Big, 11.8%. 11.8% per year, that's a big number. That's a big return for anybody. If you made 11.8% per year, it's a big number, doubling every 6.2 years, okay? So now you can see the extreme, okay? From the balance sheet itself, which, you know, is really pulled up uh, because if you look at, Let's now look at pre and post. And let's even take away the balance sheet, actually. So there we go. There we go. This is the pre-2008 trend line of the balance sheet. Pre-2008 compound annual growth rate. All right, doubles about every 11 years. This is just what was happening in our pre-internet, pre-Twitter, pre-global financial crisis world. I know the internet, uh, WWW, World Wide Web, at least started in 1995, of course digital research happening uh, much before that, including in uh, cryptocurrency. Nonetheless, I think you get my point. Pre-2008, the growth of the Fed's balance sheet was much more gradual. Post-2008, you got this trend line and you got this compound annual growth rate right here, the dotted line, which is 11.8% per year, a 6.2-year doubling. So you have 11-year doubling in the blue line and you have nearly half that in year terms, right? Six year, 6.2 year doubling in the red. And I didn't want to take the trend line all the way back for the red because it doesn't make, has nothing to do with pre-financial crisis times, right? But let's just look again how that grows. The trend line itself is about $1.7 trillion. Remember the balance sheet now, let's put the balance sheet back on. Okay, it's right about where the balance sheet starts. Of course, it's a little bit higher than the trillion dollars, which or 900 billion that the Fed's balance sheet was pre-global financial crisis. Let's take the balance sheet off again. 
Okay, let's just look at the growth rate of the trend line. Okay, so $1.7 trillion. We're growing, uh, doubling every 6.2 years. Where will that take us in 2030? Again, $20 trillion. Okay, so whereas the all-time trend line before 2008 only would take us to $4, $4.4 trillion by 2030, the pace that we're on now, as it seems, we're in a new monetary epoch started by Ben Bernanke, covering up for his buddy Alan Greenspan, who, uh, you know, all of them think that the Federal Reserve didn't do enough during the Great Depression, and they wanted to do a lot during the Great Recession or the global financial crisis. This is the money printing epoch that we're on right now. Perhaps $20 trillion of the Federal Reserve's balance sheet by 2030. To confuse it as I end the video, let's put all the lines back. <laughs> I'll put the tooltip here just if you want to see it, maybe screenshot it, you want to look at it, think about it. But uh, this is the story of the growth of money. This is the story of the printing press uh, in purely statistical uh, trend line terms, in purely compound annual growth rate terms. Of course, I will continue on with my video series uh, on this and many other central bank balance sheets to understand how this number is going to relate to the rest of the economy, population growth, debt. GDP, so on and so forth in the future. Thanks a lot for watching.